The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the sixth chapter. Jesus said, beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. This is the Gospel of the Lord. When someone says St. Augustine, I bet most contemporary people think of a nice place to visit in Florida. But it's a place that is indeed named after a man, St. Augustine, Augustine of Hippo. He was a 4th and 5th century bishop and pastor and theologian in North Africa. And he is the namesake of the Augustinian Order of Monks, the Order of Monks that, of course, Martin Luther was a part of at the outset of the Reformation. A lot of people like to quote Augustine. He's one of those guys, that because he was long before the Reformation and had so much that he wrote that was so good, every denomination says, well, if he was alive with the Reformation, he would have been with us. The Lutherans say it, the Presbyterians say it, the Roman Catholics say it, everybody says it, and that's fine. Maybe a truly ecumenical figure before the major split in Western Christianity happened. But beside the point, he had a lot of writings and a lot of things that we have passed down to us, and many of them have some good gems in them. And one of my favorite, what Augustine wrote, comes from one of his sermons, really because he spoke it and someone wrote it down for him. And it's this line. He said, if you believe what you like in the gospel and you reject what you don't like, it's not the gospel you believe, but it's yourself. Now, that is a sharp, I think sharp, and kind of clear point that he's making, that he's driving at. He's saying that cafeteria Christianity, Christianity a la carte, I'll have a little bit of that, a little bit of that, but no thanks, I don't like that, not that, I'm allergic to that. That is worship not of God, but of the self. Finally, our own judgment in such a situation has become our God. We become the arbiter of truth, picking and choosing what finally is truth, or at least how it applies to our life. Such a practice puts Scripture not above and not even equal with, but below our own will, our own wisdom. Now, Augustine had this warning given in a sermon and it was a warning that is good for then, I'm sure. He had a reason he said it. And it's certainly a warning that is prescient for us now. But he himself, St. Augustine, was not the first person to sound this warning. We all know St. Peter. Well, we know him as the leader of the apostles, the leader of the twelve disciples. And we also know that he had a lot of experience with sin with personal weakness that comes along with human fallen nature. 
his own failures, his own confusions about Jesus and Jesus' teaching are certainly well-documented for us, not just in the Gospels, not even just in Acts, but throughout the epistles. His own confusions are apparent, but also the own failures and confusions of the people he was a pastor to and wrote to, people who were victims of false teachers who came in, victims of the Judaizers who tried to mix Judaism and Christianity instead of seeing Christianity as the fulfillment of Judaism. Peter knew what it was to be tempted to wander off away from the truth, and so, in his epistle, the second lesson we read tonight, he warns so ever clearly and succinctly against it. I'll read it again. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. Peter gets right to the heart of the matter. It's not just that as human beings we are prone to sin, we certainly are, but we're also prone in that sin to build up a hedge around the sin that we have in our lives by accumulating different authorities to point to, to listen to, different people who will sanction and give a blessing to our sin. This is actually, I think, a natural thing to do, natural insofar as we just have a fallen human nature that always pulls us in this bad direction. And think about it. I really just don't want to be wrong, ever. I don't want anybody ever to tell me that I'm wrong, that I'm believing the wrong thing, that I'm doing the wrong thing, that I am saying the wrong thing. And so, hey, easy solution. I'm just going to make sure that I hang around with people and listen to people who tell me I'm right, who never push back, who never say, that's, that's not true, Aaron, what you're doing, what you're saying. I'm going to cut those people out of my life. And in that, in addition to whatever sin I want to hold on to that motivates that, I feel good. I feel secure. I feel confident. I feel safe. If the authorities around me, the authorities whom I listen to, don't push back on who I am, on what I am, then it's very easy for me to then convince myself I'm just fine, just the way that I am. Of course, that's a dangerous mindset for anybody to have, Christian or otherwise. The example that comes to mind is, imagine you're living your life, and then all of a sudden, symptoms, real, honest symptoms, not phantoms, but real symptoms of a disease, of an illness, start to manifest themselves in your life. And you know that it's not just a small thing, but these are serious things that you should pay attention to, things that could lead to something very bad. And so, you think about it. And the thought of it is uncomfortable. But what if I've made poor health choices? And this is going to mean a lot of work to get out of the pit that I've dug myself. What if it's something that is going to be painful? Or almost as bad as that, the cure itself will be hard, painful, 
and expensive. And so because of these reasons, because of this uncomfortableness that I'm thinking about in the face of these symptoms, I just stop going to the doctor. I stop going to the one who says, these are bad, these aren't good, something needs to be done about it. And I instead listen to my buddy who says, you're going to be fine. It's no big deal. I had that before. I got over it. Don't worry about it. We all know with time what would happen to you should you be in that situation and have it play out the way that I described. But indeed, it is no different than if we do that with God and his holy word. In our time and place, you really can, if you want to, You don't have to look too hard, too far to find it. You can find any church, any teacher, any preacher, any book, any show, any friend who will tell you anything you want to hear. It's a big world. It's a big country. There's a lot out there. We do live in a time of a free market of religion and morality and religious ideas. And on top of that, the First Amendment does guarantee our rights to have them available and to practice them insofar as we want to go down those roads. But the saying goes, and you're probably told this by your parents, teachers, or grandparents, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Just because you want to does not make it right. And that's why Peter and St. Augustine give us the warnings that they do. In this fallen world, this world of sin and death, there is a long list of people who would all too gladly tell you pretty lies, who would all too gladly fool you and lead you astray. And think about it, if you're not careful, you yourself are at the front of that line of people who would lead yourself astray. So what should we do? I think the answer is a very simple one, as usually the right answers are. We should be aware of, in our lives, going about our life and how we are influenced by having a set out goal of accumulating and sticking around yes men. People, authorities, friends, whoever, who will only always ever just tell us what we want to hear in the time and the way that we want to hear it. Now, of course, we ought to be picky You ought to be critical about friends and influences, but that criticalness, that judgmentalness, which judgment is not a bad word, ought to be based not upon what we just want, but off of what? The wisdom and the truth of God in his word, not a desire to be affirmed in whatever we are or are doing. And in the second place, we ought to make a good practice of giving an honest, open, patient, fair hearing to those who tell us we are actually wrong about something, something we believe, something we do, something we allow. You all know this from experience, I think. The older you get, a true friend who has proven to be a true friend will tell you when you're wrong, will tell you when you have said or done something that is not good, not right, and when you are actually the person in the wrong. They'll love you enough to tell it to you when you need to hear it. So don't plug your ears to him or her whenever that time or place comes. 
but rather recognize the gift, and it is a gift. The correction, and sometimes even rebuke, are the necessary and God-given guardrails to living a safe and blessed life, and take them for the blessing that they truly are, so that in due season, time in, time out, you might always be prepared to hear the truth. Small truths, big truths, and everywhere in between. That you may always know yourself to be the sinner that you truly are, saved by grace, the blood of Jesus Christ, whom you know and believe in. May God bless us and grant us this end until the very end of our days, this Lent and always. Amen.